With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense or surprisingly brilliant? You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish Football Podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Yes, we're back after what I would describe as a twisty, turny season finale um, of the official 2019-20 football season in which we won the FA Cup, uh, let's not forget, which seems like, oh, only like four or five weeks ago, because it was only four or five weeks ago. We're back for, I think this is, I'm right in saying, I do believe, I think this is the 10th year of the Footballistically Arsenal podcast hosted by me, Boyd Hilton. And the reason I say that is because I was looking through, I was looking on iTunes and there definitely was one in 2010. It might have got even earlier. We might have done a few even earlier, but I'm pretty sure that we kind of got regular, certainly with the likes of Dermot and Dan Baldwin and me um, uh, and others, and Ben, Ben Winston, regularly doing it in 2010. Anyway, we've moved on since then. Well, I haven't moved on. I'm still here. Sidekick, sidekick Josh Landy is still here, who transformed... I would say the uh, the uh, podcast for the better. How long have you been doing it now, Josh? I think this is my eighth year, but it's great. I mean, you um, you brought me into the fold. I think in your third year, so I think the the mass adds up with your yeah, suggestion yeah. there. No, it's yeah. it's amazing to be back for what has been a, a bizarre short end to the season. Usually, we don't speak, Boyd, for a couple of months. We have a this uh, cooling off period, but we've barely <laughs> yeah. had four weeks. I know. Um, so we're back. Uh, we're back for this joyous, new, very exciting new season. Already, you've got something to say, Josh. Yeah, go on. I was just wondering, do we have a new sponsor for the season, boy? Can you tell us anything about? We it? do. Before I introduce our very special guest, so I am going to introduce our very special guest first because we've got a, a, almost a staunch regular, as you, Josh, is is Tim Payton. Hi, Tim. Hello. Welcome of Arsenal Supporters Trust and just general um, all round um, expertise. And you probably didn't chap. think. 
boyd you were going to get to year 10 and you certainly probably didn't think you were going to get to it in a pandemic <laughs> no i didn't no exactly um and didn't, didn't expect any of these things i didn't expect to have like you know Mesut Ozil was still there, you know, coming on. In I didn't expect Mesut Ozil to come on in a friendly that didn't officially take place last Saturday until about two hours after it finished. And was only then was it finally acknowledged by the club that it even happened. And, no, and brilliantly, no, no journalist or anyone seemed to talk about it. Um, we'll talk about that later. We've got lots to talk about. Um, I might bring back the menu because we've got, we've got that to talk about, the weird friendly that, that didn't actually happen until eventually they decided it did. Uh, obviously, we'll have a season preview. The, new, the first game of the season is, uh, is at 12.30 on Saturday, I believe, against Fulham, live on BT Sport. We'll talk about the, the kind of situation where, in theory, from October, what the club have said we're supposed to be allowing what 15,000 roughly fans into the crowd into the into the stadium and how they decided then Tim of course has been at the heart of that decision making process how they decided to um, allocate the tickets and all of that um, we'll talk about signings that might still happen still got still got quite a long time with the transfer window open in this weird situation we're in at the moment we'll talk about we'll predict what league position we might finish in oh we should mention Raul Sanlehi left after we after our um, we haven't really done a podcast since his departure we should talk about that so much to talk about um, but first we've got new sponsors as Josh alluded to we've got a new sponsor and I'm taking a deep breath by explaining who the new sponsor is, support for Footballistically Arsenal is brought to you this season by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for, Tim, your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UK, and we've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first men in England to experience their life-changing products. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, They've engineer, their engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer, ball hair trimmer, yes, I said those words, ever created, and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0 in the UK. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARSENAL at manscaped.com. Your balls, apparently, will thank you. Um, so just to reiterate, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARSENAL at manscaped.com. Um, and it's time to uh, shave those balls, Josh. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an old, I'm, I'm in my fifties. Let's not beat around the bush. Only just, boy. <laughs> Only just. But if you use the um, product, you won't be beating around the bush, will you? No, that's true. Exactly, Tim. Um, but I'm assuming Josh manscapes on a on a regular, almost if not daily basis. Am I right, well, Josh? Have you? Boy, I, I'm, I think you were sent the product. I don't know why they chose to send to you and to not me. I don't know what um, I've done wrong to have been shunned from this opportunity. But I don't know if you have you done a product review yet. Have you? Or have you just... not yet? No. No. I mean, they must have thought you know the old guy needs it more. I don't know. Maybe. 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 But I think you're hairier than me because you're you're no yeah you you are you know. You're a hairy young well, man. Well, we sit here way. looking across uh, on Zoom at each other and we're still not back in the studio, even though we were, it was muted, wasn't it, the return to the studio? But we both said Muted, that we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah. Yeah. I um, think, Boyd, I think there's a yeah. corporate social responsibility here. I Go think on. if in week two you are still promoting this product, that your corporate <laughs> social responsibility is to have is to have tested it so that you can okay. give a genuine okay. endorsement to your right. loyal listeners yeah, that this product is of a high and safe standard. 
Fair point, Tim, yeah. Um, this is a bit like, it, you, you tweeted, I remember ages ago saying that you didn't think Arsenal would make any more signings. Um, or I think something like that. I'm paraphrasing. You can you can um, say exactly what you said. But I feel this is, you've, you've, you've got me on the ropes already and I'm going to have to try the, the, the manscaping thing before the next podcast, yeah. Uh, we'll get on to your, we'll get on to predictions. News has broken in preparation. So recording this, we should say it's Tuesday, the Tuesday before the season starts, 8th of September, 6, 10 p.m. But news broke in the last, I would say, couple of hours. Anyway, that the, the, the um, Premier League agreed that all the games in September, every single Premier League game will be shown on TV in some way, shape or form live by the by Sky, BT, um, Amazon and one one match is going to be on BBC One. Um, now, Tim, I know you've been at the centre, obviously, as we said, of the plan to from uh, October for cl- to allow clubs to bring in a small percentage of of fan, of, of, of their um, capacity into their stadium. So we're bringing about in theory about fifteen thousand. How do you? What, and but you've also been campaigning, haven't you, along with lots of yes. other clubs to let us, yeah. which totally makes sense. My so my. I'm, I'm very pleased that all the games are going to be shown on TV. That's great. My only worry is once the get, we get into October and beyond, if a small number of fans are going to be let in by teams, does that mean that they then think, oh, they don't have to show the games on TV? But really, fans can't attend those games apart from a select few, can they? That's right. And that's sort of the second stage of the campaign. What I would do is, is welcome the first development, which is that as, for as long as games continue being behind closed doors, which is certainly the rest of September, I, I'm picking up increasing soundings that it might actually go further into October as well now. But every game is shown live. Because after all, if no fans in the ground and no fans watching on television, does it even happen? Right. Uh, you know, that's yeah. an interesting <laughs> philosophical debate. But no, it, mu- it must carry on in October and beyond. If we see reduced capacities, and actually the figure you give for Arsenal could be a little bit on the high side. That's the absolute maximum they're looking at. They, they think it will be between nine and 15,000, depending on how we create our bubbles inside the ground. We'll probably come on to that in a few minutes about how we yeah. are able to go back to Arsenal. But yes, clearly, when you've got these reduced capacities, it's a fairness issue to let fans watch the game. It's also got a safety and health issue. You don't want people congregating around people's houses around a dodgy stream. You don't want people going to the venue to try and get in. So... And they absolutely don't want people going to pubs because pubs, I was watching, I've been watching TV all day today. Today, this also is occurring, all of this discussion when um, when um, cases of COVID have gone up exponentially, day, but they're now like 3,000 a day. And I saw government people saying part of the reason why is young people gathering in pubs has been one of the main problems. And, you know, if they don't show that if football being shown in pubs will be a huge problem if that if that if that happens, won't it? Uh, yeah, if they were shown in pubs, it would be on the illegal streams because right. these would be the games that weren't available for broadcast. But we know that that happens, so it's a good point. But also, and it shows the pressure, I think, that the Premier League and the clubs are under with this pandemic, um, that they are so nervous about changing anything, that might, whatever the impact might be. Because to me, it was a no-brainer. It should be available for fans. And apart from anything else, if you don't show it, you push people onto the illegal streams. And once you're on the streams, you might never come back to start paying again. Um, but look at the scale of it. The clubs at the moment are not far short of a billion pounds down in TV revenue already. That's based on rebates that they had to give last year. That's based on the Chinese TV companies just deciding not to pay 
I don't think that's just because of Meza Ozil. There's other things going on there as well. <laughs> yeah. um, and obviously, clubs like Arsenal with no with no gate receipts. And again, we'll probably come on to this, but it's not surprising. You know, my prediction that the transfer dealings would be like very modest, um, which so far have proven to be correct. I mean, what do people actually expect by? There's no bloody money out there. It, you know, the club is right. bleeding cash. Okay. You, you say that. We'll finish the ticket thing. Just, just to address this point. Isn't it true, though, that people were saying that? I know the situation is different now, but I remember before we spent, what was it, 72 million on Pepe? People were saying, I'm not saying you, but definitely a lot of experts in, in the field of our finances were saying we have not got that kind of money to spend. But in the end, in my, my theory about all of the f- football, when it comes to transfers with, with clubs, particularly big clubs in quotes, no matter what their financial situation, if they really want to buy a player and if they're backing the manager and the manager said publicly he, he wants more players in certain positions, then they find a way of doing it, don't they? Like, in well, the end, they just find a way, whether it's literally... Yeah, until you become Leeds United, you find a way, you find know, a way. And but we're not going to be... Really? We're not going to be Leeds United, are we? It, or, no, that, no, that, by the way, that way might be actually really, in the end, our, our owner, our absentee owner, who doesn't put any of his... Famously doesn't put any of his own money into the club, um, kind of almost by hook or by crook, doing that via the back door somehow well, anyway. Well, what what they did to God, there's so much to cover. We're going to have to do another one soon. <laughs> one of the we things they did hours. this summer was they refinanced the debt. Right. So, but that, they actually took out a bigger loan because what they wanted to do was move all the existing Arsenal Stadium debt off the books because you might remember that we always had quite a large amount of cash reserves that couldn't be used. There was always just yeah. debate about us. That was because the previous debt required money to be kept in the club. It was almost like a deposit or guarantee that the bondholders would be paid. And that was done this summer. But there was a point where that was really important so that Arsenal could meet the wage bill. Remember, every month, Arsenal pay £25 million out in wages. And at the moment, nothing's coming in. Well, a little bit is coming in because we're probably mm. all paying our initial deposit to sign up for tickets that we may or may not get in a ballot. <laughs> Your point, Boyd, is... What, what, what's interesting for Arsenal is actually they pushed things right to the limit, particularly in the last transfer window with Pepe, with Saliba. And don't forget, that, see, people won't think like this, but Saliba is really a signing this summer. Sure, yeah. I, do, uh, you yeah know, so I we've actually that. spent 50 million this summer. Yeah. And Willian's um, wages are what, 30, 30 35 yeah, million? But, but, but you but, said we wouldn't but, make any more signings before we signed Gabriel for what was it? Oh, 23 no, no, million? no. If you read the tweet, I said there would be one more modest signing. <laughs> is he modest? Is that modest? Yes. Oh, come on. It's modest. It's yeah. 25 million euros. It's was Saliba, for, how much was Saliba? Saliba was a bit more expensive. Saliba was about 30 million euros. Right, but you wouldn't... Uh, I, I don't but, know. But if, it, that was, are you saying we definitely will not sign a midfielder when all of the papers, all the journalists seem to be saying we're either going to sign Partey or Ua? They all not, seem to be lining up it, to say it, that. It, I, will, I will stick my neck out on the line. <laughs> I was going to say something about a, 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 a bet about promising to use your new sponsor if I get this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I don't know if I go that far. But I will say... I, th- I think Arsenal could well sign a midfielder, but it will be one of two things, which I did say in that tweet. It will be a swap. It won't. Mm-hmm. It will be a swap. Okay. Okay. Or we now have to sign three or four players. Sell. Sorry, sell, sell right. three or four players to make it happen. We do not have the funds at the moment to buy a big player. And it's why, and I think the most important thing this summer was getting the um, Danny Sebelis deal over the line. 
because mm. actually that's very cheap for us, for a player who'd started to settle in the Premier League and started to look like he had a contribution to make. Imagine if Madrid had decided to keep him or said it's €40 million Euros for him. We yeah. would have been really screwed in midfield. But there is, there is no more money, Boyd, now, Boyd. Um, and I think we will see the transfer window go very late. It goes up until October. Mm. And I think in that final week, there'll be a big scramble. Look, no club. There's very, very few buying and selling going on. Very few, if you actually look at it. Apart from Chelsea, who are yeah. spending the money from Hazard and the striker they sold. And, you know, their net spend, don't think, even though it looks big, their net spend is less than Arsenal over the last three years, even with these big signings sure. factored in. So, I, yeah, I think we've largely seen what Arsenal have got, and we've certainly seen what they've now got for September. I mean, it is interesting, isn't it, that so few players have left the club so far? I mean, it still is five weeks since the cup final. Because clubs are... I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, Josh. Clubs are sitting there. They don't know whether they're going to have any fans in or not this year, so they don't know what their income stream is going to be. And nobody quite knows what the market is. What's the market value for a player now? Now, people laughed at the 15 million bid for um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. But what, what is a player worth now? Are they worth half what they were worth in the, in the frothy summer last year? Well, it's, no, one, no one's quite worked out what the new sort of financial benchmarks are. You know, mm. and, and Newcastle, so, Newcastle have made a couple of interesting signings, haven't they? For like the round, you know, the twenty something million, haven't they? Of, of yeah, of and they're buying, they're buying out of the league, aren't they? As well, sort of, yeah. um, and other clubs. And of course, there's stuff going on. But Arsenal, I mean, people, people want so much. I mean, actually, it, there is a refresh going on. So Saliba arrives, Gabriel yeah. arrives, and yeah. William arrives. Sure, That's, yeah. that would make an Arsene Wenger transfer window look extravagant. Oh, God, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you're right. I just think, I just think, I think, I, I tell you what, the only reason I think that we will, I think we will sign one of those midfielders by hook or by crook. And of course we will, I'm sure we'll shift some of the players we need to shift. I mean, at the moment we've got, we've been connect with people, people are saying we're, get, we're getting offers for Bellerin, aren't we? You know, he was, it seems to have gone from Maitley Niles to Bellerin as a likely guy leaving who did that, who, who did that brilliant thing today, by the way, of um, investing in, um, in that club. What's that club? Forest Green Rovers. Thank you. Forest Green, yeah. Forest Green Rovers. The vegan club. Um, and it'll be sad to see him go almost as much for what he stands for as a human being as for his football. I still think he's a good, he's a, he's a, he's a decent player. Um, but I mean more, I think, I feel like it's all about the fact that Arteta's now in his first full season. I feel they want to back him. And if he, and if he really is saying, I desperately, desperately need this, this midfielder, that they probably have to do it. And, but of course we will, I'm sure we'll sell. I'm sure we'll sell. We'll we'll sell. sell. And of course, one of the, the goalkeepers, moment, one of the goalkeepers presumably yeah. as well. And they may end up selling who they don't want to sell. Because if you think about sure. it, we've got plenty of players that we want to sell. Um, yeah. You know, you know, well, Ozil, Grendozi, yeah. Yeah. Lacazette, Holding, Chambers. But the problem is the other clubs don't want them, but they're half interested in the ones we might want, like Bellerin which is yeah. partly how the market works. I, 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 there will still be things happen, I think. So I sort of agree with you, boys. Yeah. But there is not that they are not going to write a check for fifty million tomorrow. Oh, sure. They need to, they need okay. to sell a couple of players sure. or do a swap. Sure. Or maybe, maybe there's a bit of a rapprochement with Mister with Mister Özil going on. 
Well, now you've brought it up. I mean, we'll have to talk about it. Thanks. Um, we'll have to talk about it anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, so he was on the bench, wasn't he? And he came on. He played in an Arsenal shirt in that in that weird friendly that didn't happen. Um, that was, They kept very secret. What happened last Saturday. That we lost 3-2 to um, Aston Villa. And um, apparently... Um, uh, uh, go on, Josh, what are you going to say? I, I think he started. Didn't he start this friendly on Saturday, Boyd? I don't think he did. No, I don't think he started. I'm pretty sure he didn't. I mean, I, I have, I have uh, sources, <laughs> sources who might have been there. The, the article I looked at, um, reflecting oh. on the game, the Sun um, said he was a surprise starter in oh, Saturday's okay. preseason oh. friendly. It might have been a really big surprise then if the if the team sheet, I, I, if the the team that I was told about didn't actually, maybe it was fiddled with a bit before they. Um, before they went out, but I didn't think he did stop. Anyway, he played, he played, that's for sure. Um, and Sabios played. The people were surprised by that because they thought he'd have to he'd have to be quarantined, but he was in his he was in a he was in a glamorous professional football bubble. So I think he was okay. They got special exemption special arguing exemption. that he came from a bubble to a bubble. Yeah, and apparently Aubameyang scored a worldie um and a penalty, but we did lose. Yeah. And I heard rumors that Saliba didn't wasn't didn't exactly have a dazzling debut. Um, that he was nervous. But they, uh, they are people are over over. What's the word? Over talking up. Over talking up. These are yeah. two young lads coming yeah. out of the French league who basically played a season each. It would be extraordinary if they started games for Arsenal early on. They, that's sure. incredibly rookie. Yeah, sure, of course. But but back to the Urzel point. Then. And, well, Go yeah, on. And you just you well you just mentioned something else that reminded me. Yeah. Orba. Hasn't yeah. signed a contract. No, indeed, indeed. Now, yeah. I'm hoping that that's signed like on Thursday to give you a big boost yeah. going into Fulham. Massive, but yeah. there's a dilemma there. Don't sign, you have to sell. Say that again? Well, isn't the rule if you don't sign, you're sold? Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. You know, could you just... Well, could it's a good just, point, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's good point. Rule, but if he starts, it? he's starting, if he starts, right, we're playing, it's interesting, because we're playing this Saturday. Um, and if he starts, then he's got to stay, isn't he? I mean, there's no way. It, it, yeah, it, but he doesn't need to sign. No, I know. He doesn't know. Indeed, indeed. But what I mean is, Waver's holding up the signing, and who know, who the fuck knows? It might be like videographer isn't around to take the official video. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I think, personally, I think he was probably keeping his options open to see what happened with Messi. Oh, Really? Well, because there would have then been a gap at Barcelona. Oh, God, I didn't even think of that. That's, I like that theory. I, I, I think we've had it on fairly good authority that he, he is staying. I'm still going to stick my neck out there and say I'm pretty, pretty confident on that. Well, I think he probably will, but you know what I mean? It's not signed until it's but signed. Signing. Sorry, I mean that yeah. he's signing, not just saying that he's signing. That's, uh, but he hasn't done it yet, pretty, Josh. Yeah, but pretty, I would say pretty solid info that uh, from someone I trust, I'd say, that, that, he is, uh, that he is signing and it is getting dealt with. So I'm going to keep the faith. I just wondered if, Tim, you had any theory on why Arsenal have gone slightly North Korea approach on these pre-season friendlies. Like, you know, at a time where there's so little, you know, match, there's obviously no match going, why couldn't Arsenal have just streamed that? you know, on Arsenal online. Oh, that's a good point. I really don't know the answer on that. Perhaps they're trying to not, perhaps they're worried that if some of our players are seen by other clubs, their value will go down even more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my theory about specifically why they didn't, why I don't think Arteta wanted this game to be public. I think he was testing out four at the back. I think he changed the formation. And um, certainly to start with, and was trying out players like Saliba for the first time. See, if Ozil had had a good game, yeah, does it help? 
Well, not in my mind, it doesn't know. But that was how I think, it's like, I think specifically that's why he didn't want to particularly want yeah, this game out I, there I publicly because he was fiddling but, around with the formation. I think you, and I'm sure, considering we lent three goals, he'll revert to the three at the back yeah. on Saturday with the tried and tested players. I don't think Saliba will start, as, as you say. But the Ozil situation, you're right. So my, my opinion is, I, right, I, I've kind of... First of all, when I saw his name, when I was told that he was gonna, he was on the bench. I was told he was on the bench. He didn't start on on this game. I was like, oh god, not again. I think I actually tweeted that. You know, we have to this thing again. And it's 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 more more frustration at having to talk about him and having to work out what the fuck's going on with him that is irritating me than actually having him play. And he's, you know, I if they really if if Arteta wants to give him a place on the bench, I, I, I'm fine with it. You know, sure, you know, they don't want him. They don't want him. But the club doesn't, doesn't want him. No, he doesn't want him around interesting situation and probably this is worth it he's going to get paid what 18 million pounds between now and leaving so you give him 14 million pounds and tell him to go away you still save four million but but he won't just won't do it will he he's just stuck well, in but then you tell him that he can go to another club and earn whatever he wants so it could go higher than that but i have a feeling he's a player that's probably not that fussed about playing that much at the moment well clearly Clearly, you Josh. Know. Would you rather? What would you rather happen with him? What do you want? You know, should we? Should he be? You said because because Tim, you're right. It seemed that he we didn't want him any around the team. But having him on the bench in that game Look, must indicate some kind of rapprochement, mustn't it? Oh, desperate. Hmm. No, I I agree with you, boy. The fact that he has been brought back into the fold in some capacity. Yes, it's only a prison friendly, but there is nothing else. You know, the, these are the friendlies. And in the same way, you'll say, well, you know, why is he, you know, worrying about Saliba's performance or any of the other players, Willian? Then so too, if he's involving Neza Ozil, it can't, it doesn't quite add up that he just sees him as having no involvement whatsoever. Because why would you bother? Well, because, Josh, if none of our players get bought, he's got no choice. That's his squad. But Just like, have you noticed that he started talking had, positively about Wendovi and involving him? Well, we had a cup final and he had nine people on the bench and he decided to put, you know, what, Matt, Matt Smith, who never played for the club on the bench. They yet. weren't even there, were they? Weren't they, not, weren't they sent away? Yeah, he was, in, yeah. he was on holiday. He was abroad. Yeah. I'm saying, if he's got a big enough squad to deal with that and we've brought in, you know, a, a couple of players and let, let's remember, literally nobody's left. I mean, Katerian wasn't at the club last year. You know, Mavropanos had no real impact. So the squad's definitely no smaller. And yet, if he's finding room to to play Mesut Ozil, obviously, yes, it's international weekend and there are, you know, there are players away. But it's a, it's got to be some kind of olive branch. I, I, I don't know, boys. Do you think? I think he could feature in the squad now Saturday. Yeah, I mean, no, he won't no. play Saturday. No, no. The I squad... mean, not, not definitely not on the bench. Oh. He might be. Might Possibly be. right at the very end of it. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're already, you're already hedging your bets. You know, they always take a uh, an extra man, don't they? Just in case someone like falls unwell before the game. <laughs> yeah. His, his role, he'll be the 19th man. Could be. Yeah. I mean, if you saw that, Xhaka made an extraordinary pass, didn't he, in his international game in the, in the Nations Cup? Maybe Xhaka is the, is, the, is the special creative, midfield creativity we never knew he had. He seems to be, like, getting better and better. And, um, you know, for the national team, he's an extraordinary performance. Mate, you know, who, who, who needs Ozil when we have, certainly, Ceballos back and Xhaka and maybe, you know, the likes of, you know... What about El Nenny? El Nenny's back, yeah. I mean, who thought? Who'd have thought? 
Yeah, and he was good in the in the in the um, charity shield or whatever it's called, wasn't he? I can't I mean, believe you want to buy more midfielders when we've got hundreds, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, I was going to ask this: which would you rather have out of Party and Noir? Uh, seemingly, from what I've studied, Uar is the more creative of the two. Um, uh, you know, and so I've immediately transferred my questions uh, <laughs> towards him. I actually don't. You know, I've been too busy to look at the YouTube videos, which don't tell you, which are all faked anyway, aren't they? Or you can't really get the picture from. But if you look at what Arsenal really, really, really struggled with, it was the creativity. Mm. You know, and are still yeah. going to struggle with. But so don't I, you think, I go yeah. with you in that, it, it, you know, from what I read of them, they're both good to very good, one more defensive, one more creative. I would go for the creative player at the moment. Arsenal, and we forget, I mean, we put in some good counters attack in the big games, but we were also a bloody hard watch a lot of last year because we were just not creating, were we? But I thought we got better. I thought towards the end of the season and in the FA Cup, I think he yeah. was starting to solve that problem with those counter-attacks. Yeah. Some incredibly... And I think um, you'll see William play in midfield. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm Almost sure the, yeah. the sort of the, the withdrawn number 10 type role. Right. Yeah. And if he wants to play, you know, 4-3-3, which seemingly is his eventual ambition, then yeah, then he'll need... Then I think the, the urgency for... A, William could play in that role and B, the urgency for a really creative midfielder is, is more. But I think if he sticks to the three at the back, players like Saka and... You know the one, and as I say, Jacques. I, I don't think the I don't think the creativity is is as huge a problem as some people make out. If if you know people like Zaka become a regular, Zaka Zaka supplies a lot of that for me. And of course, Pepe. You know, people forget about Pepe because he hasn't played, has he? I mean, I think he was he was available on Saturday, but he's back now. But um, but of course, we still like to see some creativity. Yeah, we should, this season, one of the interesting things about this season is more than ever, it is going to be about physicality. Right. It's going to be about rotation because you, you, it's actually been the whole season is being squeezed into five weeks less than normal because we're well, starting later and they've got an absolute must finish by date because they've then got to send the squads off to the Euros. So they are going to be playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday more than ever. So the squad of 22, not, not sort of 16, to get you through is going to be vital. So people like Ozil may well be needed for Europa League you know, trips yeah. away yeah. And, 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 and certain issues. And it's why, I don't know if you saw, but there was a big battle in the Premier League between the clubs that wanted the five substitute rule to yeah. stay mm-hmm. and those that didn't. And it was voted down because it was felt to give an unfair advantage to those that can afford big squads. Um, I found it a bit annoying how much it was breaking up the second half. Uh, but it, it's not being yeah. brought in. No. So, you know, we are... we. We are going to need the El Nenny to make a contribution in some games. Yeah, maybe the Ozil. Yeah. <laughs> um, shall we take a quick break and we'll talk more about, we'll preview the season more. We'll talk, uh, really, we need to talk slightly more about the, uh, the ticketing situation and, and what's going to happen in October after this break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. 
from dope 250 watt city bikes to Harley Bobber inspired 750 watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. We've only got a limited amount of time, but so I did want to quickly talk, ask you about, the. Do, are you happy? Were you happy? Even though if COVID gets worse over the next you know week or so then this whole october plan in which we're allowed to bring in a certain number of um um, supporters may change but whatever were you happy with the eventual plan that the club unveiled or was it about a week ago now josh i think there are things that i mean the Arsenal supports just set out some principles of what we'd like to see and there are some things that didn't happen that we'd have liked but given that they're dealing with a global pandemic given that they are actually dealing with a very old ticketing system that that I think they're probably kicking themselves that they hadn't invested in it a bit more over the years, I don't think they've done a bad job with what they're proposing. And they were certainly, there was more dialogue and consultation and testing ideas with the AST than than I've seen on any issue before. Um, Most importantly, what they did, and I think they were getting here anyway, but, you know, we pressed hard, was those that want to opt out should be able to opt out. If you've got health concerns, you might have financial pressures, you might not like the general look of the product, we'll come on to how strange it's going to be going to matches, but they've given you the complete right to waive your season ticket renewal until 21-22, and it won't cost you anything, and you don't lose any of those rights. Well, not only that, I was surprised by the fact that as a, for for the for the gold and platinum members, etc., who are allowed into this, who who have been invited to... Um, put down a down payment to then enter the ballot for each game. They also said if we didn't do that, that would not affect. And if when when full crowd is eventually allowed back, we still our season ticket is still op- up for a renewal. Exactly, at that point. that's what I meant. Yeah, your rights, right. That you're, all your rights are reserved yeah. or protected. Yeah, because so, my only concern. Sorry, Josh, you're about to say something, but my only concern at re you know entering that ballot, so to speak, as a platinum member was. I just don't know. Sometimes at the last minute, I can't go to the, you know, a Thursday well, night game. And the randomness that. Yeah, yeah, of it. That, that's where 50-50 on what they've done here. We really wanted ticket exchange open so that you could put your ticket back up for sale because you will have to buy it. If you enter the ballot, you kind of sign up to T's and C's that you'll buy it. But what they have done is they've introduced a very generous ticket transfer arrangement. So you can put your ticket in anybody else's name. They don't have to be an Arsenal member. All you have to do is give the correct name so that when they turn up, you will, and make a note of this, if you haven't got your passport or your driving licence, you won't get in. Because oh, yeah. you're going to have to have photographic ID to match the name on the ticket for the test and trace arrangements. You'll also have a thermometer held against your forehead to check that you're not displaying COVID symptoms. And you will have to wear a mask to enter and walk around um you won't have to wear the mask at your seat they did start talking like that but we pushed back although the club are still going to advise that they think that it is that you should but you will have the choice of what to wear but yes it is a little we would have preferred a ballot where you chose what games you went for the tickets yeah yeah i know now that on december the 26th great game against chelsea boxing day game but family almost certainly takes me out of london Right. So it's a bit of a waste to allocate me a ticket for that game. 
Yeah, I've um, got a lot of examples but, of that. Yeah, Josh, what, what are you going to say about it? Well, I think it's an incredibly difficult situation, and I must say there was a lot of information sent by Arsenal that did cover pretty much every single eventuality. I think a season ticket holder um, could go into. I feel a little bit for silver members, if I'm honest. Actually, I spoke to Tim about this earlier today, just because the main perk, really, of being a silver ticket member, or indeed the main perk of being a red member, is is ticket access. Um, and yes, it's complicated, but for those people to have no hope, really, of, of getting a ticket without it being redirected to them by someone that's a season ticket holder... Um, feels difficult. What I did find interesting today was I must be on a, a mailing list as someone who has sat in club level at some point or possibly had to buy a ticket in club level. They were still trying to effectively push the new purchase, as it were, for this season. I don't know if you'd seen this, Tim. Um, the new purchasing of um, club level uh, tickets, effectively. So you put your down payment of 25% to enter the ballot and sort of enticing people that that's the only way into the ballot now and I just thought is this the time for a club to almost be going after new customers at a time where there are so limited tickets for the existing you know number I guess the point is that's club level isn't it where they've got a bit of capacity and they just don't know what the demand is going to be like how you know club level has got a lot of companies and corporate people in it as well as individuals are those companies going to be sign up or not what one of the things we just don't know is are we going into a ballot with a one in three chance or one in five chance? Because it depends how many others enter the ballot. It also depends in, in have we formed groups or bubbles? Because we're allowed to form groups of up to four. Um, the well, more people form groups of four, the more the capacity grows up, goes up, because you only have to create the social distancing at the end of the group rather than after each person. And, and what have you done, Tim? I, I have done that. I've entered... Um, because you could enter with people in your same price bracket, I believe. So we've done that. I've got two friends that um, are very close to uh, to me, and we're, we're going in as a four. I, I've gone in as a pair, partly because I where I sit, I sit alongside a good friend, and I didn't know that we're in the sort of third upper wing price category. So I didn't know that many others, and it felt quite simple. So I've gone in as a pair still be much better to like swap around when we do come up. There's no increased or decreased chance of coming up in the ballot. It's exactly the same chance. So there's no reason to enter as one or as four. You will come up on rotation in that in that group. Um, so so why not do that? And once you enter one game, you're entered all you enter into every single game and every you, ballot. you commit to the season. Yeah. So if if only twelve thousand people enter the ballot Boyd, you'll yeah. get to every game, or at yeah. least you're paying for every game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually, Boyd, you'll probably get more than we will downstairs because I presume, Tim, it's fair to assume, given that so many club level seats would usually be sold off game by game, um, or there'd be all these international tour packages in club level. I think you're much more likely to get tickets, Boyd. Is that fair, Tim? I think that's probably right, yes. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, we haven't got long to go, so we should do our, our predictions of what's going to happen this season. I mean, I know, so bearing in mind um, uh, that we don't know if we're going to make any more signings and who we're going to sell, but at this point, a few days away from the start of the season, a few days away from um, playing Fulham away in the Premier League, what do we think is going to help? Tim, what do you, what's your feeling about the, the season ahead? 
I'm quite optimistic. I think we are we are very capable of taking third or fourth place. Um, and Whoa! I thought you were going to say like fifth or sixth. No, you, you think, think we'll come in the top four? I said we're very capable of it. Okay. I would at the moment. I would put us on a spread of between third and sixth. And if you really said for me to predict, I would say we'll come fifth. Yeah, yeah. I think most people have, have would feel fifth. I think, yeah, I think, I know we, I'm quite interested you said that about third or fourth, because I, I also think, I think the managers of Man United and Chelsea are less, probably less sensible and clever than our manager. And I think in the end, even though those teams particularly are making big signings, you know, particularly Chelsea, and good signings, and Man United made one really good signing, you know, in, towards the end of last season, I still think Arteta is such a positive for me. Like, I think he's so smart and sensible and clever that it could be the difference between, I think it could get us in the top four. But yeah, how, how do you feel, Josh? Yeah, I mean, for so long in the in the Premier League, we used to have a big four, didn't we? And then it became a big six. And I sort of worry we're back to having a big four because City and Liverpool are, are so far ahead. And then Chelsea, with the investments they made, I mean, if they're anything less than third, I think that's a, a massive disappointment for them. Uh, and United uh, look, look pretty strong. So I think it then is a case of can we be best of the rest? So sadly, that, that feels like fifth to me. But I, I'm with Tim that we can improve upon, you know, last season. But um, given that last season was, what, our lowest finish in, 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 in such a long time, you'd, you'd be disappointed if we, if we didn't show, uh, show better in the league. And look, in, in Europe we'd like to think we can we can go a bit further. So I'm really encouraged that our squad is better, that Arteta knows better what he wants. And I'm going to say fifth, Boyd. What about you? you? You're also saying fifth, really. Do you know what? I'm going to put my neck... I'm going to say fourth. Wow. I'm going to say fourth, yeah. Just for the sheer... Partly for the sheer hell of it, to be less boring than going along with everyone. But I do think... I think we'll, cer- I think we'll certainly come much closer to the top four than, than I think a lot of people would expect. So who, who Boyd, do you think is going to sort of drop away of the big clubs to allow that. Because, of course, part of the prediction is working out what others will do. Of course, yeah. And, you know, if if Chelsea and United are both strengthening and sorting themselves out a bit, then it's tougher, isn't it? And- oh, yeah. I, I would. I think one of Chelsea or United, probably United, I think Ole, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is only as good a manager as, as when his players are in a kind of good sense in a good mood and things are going well I think they could have a terrible run if you know if they lose one or two games I don't think he's a particularly great manager I think he makes you know and, and I can't and I think with Frank Lampard I think he's a lovely guy and everything I just don't think he is as smart as Arteta so that's why I think more you know, more likely United yeah will, will, will slip up allowing us maybe maybe I mean it's a long shot don't get me wrong it's a long shot but um but I feel it's but I certainly think we'll be competing for that which for me is all I can all I can hope for really all I can ask for um, and I'd be pretty happy with that. We should all uh, sorry, Joe, we should also predict the actual game because you know there's loads of other Arsenal podcasts out there. There's podcasts with you know the same people every week who get you know more you know hundreds of thousands of people. You get podcasts with um, you know who do every single game, but this podcast is the only one where we predict the result every single bloody week for no reason whatsoever because obviously it's meaningless nonsense. But Tim, what do you think the score is going to be on Saturday? Arsenal will win two one. Nice. Josh? 3-1 to the Arsenal boy, though, I reckon. Okay, I'm going to say 2-0. I think we might keep a clean sheet. Who do you think is going to be in goal, by the way? 
on Saturday? Oh, I, I think Bernd Leno. You think Bernd Leno? Yes, yeah. I would go with Leno. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I hope not. I mean, it's a tough decision. I, the you think because Martinez is being linked to, to other clubs at the moment? Yeah, but and, and that makes... I, I, look, what can we believe, right? But if clubs aren't usually being linked and doing bids without some kind of encouragement that maybe there is a conversation to be had. And if that is the way it's going and maybe Arsenal have let it be known that if the right offer comes in for Martinez, they wanted to let him go. That makes me believe that, that he's going to go back to, to Burnt Leno. And look, he's, what more could Martinez have done? Nothing, but I think yeah. my, my gut is Leno, but you know. What? I think you'll, I think you'll pick Martinez. I think you'll stick with him. Oh wow, Boyd! Yeah. We disagree. Just I know Tim's got to go, but just a final question because Boyd will be concerned. Even though we think he's going to be at more games than um, possibly us in the in the cheap seats um, of the of a stadium, Tim, are they still going to be allowed to serve food and drink? Can he, can we still get? Well, this is one of the ironies. They will still be serving some food and drink. So the only time you'll be allowed to take your mask off is to, <laughs> is yeah. to obviously you'll have to do that to to imbibe your food and drink. There will be more limited food and drink, but yes, it will still be there. I am assured in, in the, I read in the very great detail of the official Arsenal communication that there will still be free drink at half time in the platinum level, in club level. And of course, everybody needs to be Boyd's best friend because if he's going to be allocated all these tickets and he can't always go, he's going to have to ticket transfer to somebody. <laughs> You're right. And I'll have to have the wherewithal to sort that bloody admin out. Yeah. Oh, yes, because it will have to be done yeah. at least 27 hours before kickoff. Yeah, God, I'm terrible at that kind of thing, yeah. New okay, world. yeah. Um, thanks so much, Tim. Brilliant to have you back as ever. It's great thanks. to be back. Be good to come back on again soon when it's of all course. settling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, thanks so much, Bye, Josh. And uh, we'll be back next week after the first actual game. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.